When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Taking Care of Lady Business, where we put the business back in lady business. Hosted by Jennifer Justice, founder and CEO of the Justice Department, a management strategy and law firm that works with female and woke male entrepreneurs, executives, talent, brands, and creatives to build and maximize their wealth, focusing in the areas of tech, consumer product, finance, media, entertainment, and fashion. Jennifer interviews entrepreneurial women who have done it all, who will be sharing their secrets on all things business, especially as a woman. These highly successful women will share strategies and insights, including what not to do and what it takes to win. And now here's your host, Jennifer Justice. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Taking Care of Lady Business. I'm Jennifer Justice. Today, we have the illustrious and very talented Alice Kim. She is the CEO and founder of a company called Perfected, which is a company that really targets uh, women like me, very near and dear to my heart, who have grown up with a larger chest and you know people are like oh whoa is me but no you don't understand when you finally get boobs and you're in your teens and then you know growing up and um you know going through college and then getting your uh, job you know it's hard to find clothes that can fit you and alice is here to the rescue for us all hi alice Hi, JJ. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, you said it perfectly. <laughs> uh, I think you and I instantly bonded because you are my target demographic. Yes, 100%. Yes, and completely understood um, what I'm trying to build and the solution I'm trying to create for other women like us. And, you know, yeah. So like I said, it's like a lot of people are like, woe is me, but I wear a smaller medium. I, in fact, just got a dress yesterday from Ned Porter, uh, a Frank, you know, Frankie. I love that brand. And um, it fit me everywhere and in the shoulders, but the darts were literally at my, up here. <laughs> and like, if anybody's seeing me, I'm literally doing it basically under my chin. And it's like, I now have to return it and get a medium because it is, the way that it falls and fits everywhere in my body, et cetera. So I either have to get a large and have it tailored or, you know, medium and just live with the fact that the darts are way above my boobs. And um, it's just something that no one has ever tried to solve, you know, a problem that no one has ever tried to solve. And that goes for your sports bras, you know, any button up shirt, anyone with a chat, like a, a bra size over 34D or even a C knows that it's impossible to find a button up shirt that fits you or any kind of like a, I've never worn t-shirts, sweatshirts, button up shirts. They're just not in my closet. I mean, it's crazy. until now, <laughs> until now, that's exactly my thing. Yeah. And I've been in the fashion industry for 20 years, JJ. So can you imagine? At first, growing up, and and we didn't. The thing that other people don't realize, even as they say, "Woe is me," you and I didn't have a choice in the size of our body. Yeah. Right? So we didn't ask for this. I mean, now, you know, 
however many years later, my age, but um, I'm finally proud of them and learned to accept them. But growing up, it was a nightmare, yeah. whether it's being slut shamed or being made fun of, right? Mm-hmm. Like big boobs, melons, like whatever it is. Um, and <laughs> shopping was insane. It's crazy. And even, you know, people that don't even mean to insult you, right? So I remember my mom said, Alice, cover yourself. Like, don't expose too much. And I'm like, mom, this is the same shirt that you bought my sister. And we're sharing the same exact shirt. But my sister happens to be a B cup. Um, I have so much to say about this, but it's the fashion industry. Look at the runway models when we grew up. Yeah. These 90s, even 2000s, um, probably up until recently. I mean, all the models are small chested. I don't even think there's any models above a B cup runway model. Right. Um, when the average bra size is a 34 double D in the United States. Yeah. It's Googleable. I mean, I'm not making this up, right? So yes. if anyone, any fashion designer, anyone did their due diligence to see what is a real body, a real of a woman's body. It's a 34 double D. Now that is not plus size and that is not tiny yet most of us like you and i get lost in this mix so same thing as you said sweatshirts i used to swim in them yeah so i look much bigger than i am because of our chest and it protrudes and people would say oh you're not a small you're a medium and i'm like actually i'm an extra small (laughs) i'm five for 110 pounds i mean but you don't, we don't appear that way because clothes are ill-fitting. If yeah. we don't want to overexpose ourselves or expose ourselves more than we'd like to, then we look frumpy and bigger than we are. And otherwise, we're popping out of clothes. Yeah. Like, you you know, the darts are up here, corsets, anything with a bustier, none of that fits us. Yeah. Or it's just like a t-shirt. It's like super tight and like, look like your boobs are bound. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So after being in fashion for 20 years, I was like, F this. I have experience. I have the data now. So I'm going to do it. And interestingly enough, I did pitch my idea a couple of times to other brands. And because people aren't used to it, it's a new category that I'm forging. Um, they thought it was too quote unquote niche. And, you know, I didn't get the yes. So I said, you know what? I know in my heart of hearts the data, the experience. So I said, if someone's going to do it eventually, but why not me? Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's what I, I started. I love this. it. Two if years ago. We know. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Of course. So tell us, like, give us more statistics. So it's like, you know, the average bra size is what again? A 34 double D. What about worldwide? Is that just the they don't, Yeah, that 34 double D is just US, 36 double D is the UK. And globally, I don't know because every country slightly varies, but at least in these two markets, double D is the average. <laughs> right. And so what, tell us about like one of the biggest game changers that you have is, um, I mean, there's a lot of them, but you know, the, the button up, right. Which is like, literally if you start in a professional area at all. So if you're in, in law, right. And you have to wear suits or wear somewhat professional, every woman has to deal with a button up. And every woman that is over a C knows that it's impossible to find one that you're basically not just like flashing the entire room if you're not wearing a jacket over it. Even a jacket though, like a jacket, suit jacket, same. You know? Oh yeah, we can close suit jackets over our chest. But so JJ, I have a patented button down. So it's a hidden button right by your chest where it gapes usually. 
um, at the apex, so where it protrudes the most, and there's a hidden button on the inside. So you don't see it. So think of what we used to do is either use double stick tape or safety pins to close just yeah, that area. Safety pins or exactly. yeah. <laughs> and it seem like the little like the, the little tiny speck of silver where you're trying to like close it up so you're not like flashing everybody. Yeah. Exactly. So right where you would put that, we have a hidden button on the inside. So if you look at it face forward, it doesn't look like there's an extra button. It just looks like a normal shirt, but there's no gaping. So that's the extra security that we have. But in addition, we have extra room by the bust. I think another big misnomer is if you have an extra large chest, you have an extra large body. And those two things do not go, they're not synonymous with each other. No. So our button downs are tailored where it's taken in by the waist to create shape. Because oftentimes, by the way, if you have real boobs, we don't have this hourglass figure. I mean, some women, of course, do, but not myself. Like, I have a straight figure. Yeah. <laughs> so I barely have a waist, but because my boobs are bigger and they protrude, um, I take in the waist so it at least creates some sort of shape. And right. I don't look at the chunky box. Right, right, right. Yeah. And it gives you more confidence because, you know, when you have these when you're growing up in high school and all the boys are staring at you, it's not actually confidence boosting whatsoever. No. Just being um, objectified and, you know, you feel awful about yourself, believe it or not. No, absolutely. And it's, I mean, there's more to us than just our boobs, right? And by the way, I accidentally flash people. Like that's not even something we're doing on purpose. I know. Right? <laughs> even mid-meeting, I remember when I was an investment banker and I had to wear back then, suits were a requirement. And I wore a button down and I was like, oh my gosh, it was a small presentation. I was only an analyst, but um, I was like, I nailed this meeting. And then I go to the bathroom afterwards, you know, just to like, whatever, get myself together. And I look in the mirror and my button's open. In the middle. I mean, mortified. I'm like, okay, so did they really like what I had to say? Or oh, were they smiling my at my peep show? Oh my God. No, that's happened. I think probably to everybody. Um, and so you got a patent on this shirt. Yes. So we, uh, I mean, really, I want to make somebody's uh, women's lives, people's lives easier. So I say getting dressed should be easy. So you can focus on being a boss. I mean, I hate waking up every morning, looking in my closet saying, oh, what am I going to wear? I have to pay more money to get things tailored. I have to, you know, sew or safety pin every morning. No, thank you. So basically these clothes are tailored for our bodies and you don't even have to have big boobs, by the way, if you're wider shoulder, your button down can gape open to can pull across. So it's really for everybody. I mean, not everybody, but yeah. So there's extra room built in, in the pattern, but the additional security and yeah, no one has thought of that. So it's patented. It's it's also for anybody who doesn't want like, you know, their button to be gaping open no matter what their chest size, you know, in the middle of a presentation because button downs are kind of standard fare in in a suit, you know? That's right. I'm sure it's happened to a lot of people. Um, So what other products did you come up with? Like what other areas are you trying to solve, et cetera? So many. So I want to be a lifestyle brand, meaning closet staples, essential. So we don't follow the trend. We have one tank top, one bodysuit, two t-shirts, a v-neck, a scoop neck, a sweatshirt. So t-shirts are the bane of my existence because they always, you always see the line across my chest. 
because what fits my shoulders, it's too tight across my chest. And if I size up, like we said, we look much bigger than we are. It's baggy. Same thing with sweatshirts, but I love a little poof sleeve. I know that's not everyone's style, but it's been the trend for the past, I don't know, seven to 10 years. So it's proportion. I don't know if you could see what I'm wearing, but I call this a JJ for you. (laughs) So there's a subtle puff where it's a slight feminine detail, but it's not overwhelming. Oftentimes with shoulder pads, puff sleeves, huge on your shoulders with a big chest and you end up looking like a football player. And granted, you want to look like a football player, sure, but not everybody does. And uh, same thing, additional room by the bust. And what's so interesting or not interesting, my value proposition also, the material. We use the highest quality material that's 100% cotton, hypoallergenic, organic, and a lot of clothing out there, especially if you need, um, you need stretch is what it is because cotton, anything that's 100% silk cotton, it doesn't have a lot of stretch. But we built it into the design so it doesn't pull across and right. we can wear, we too can wear higher quality fabrics that are just not, you know, sweaters um, and wovens um, that fit us properly. Right. So I have t-shirts and sweatshirts are probably my best sellers um, along with button downs. And then last year we just launched a sports bra, high impact sports bra. JJ, I know you have it too. Yeah. And I live in it um, with a magnetic closure in the back because, the other thing that I hate doing is I break a sweat before I even start my workout because I can't get the hook and eye. Right. And we all know racer backs are hold us up better. So it's a racer back, but with a magnetic closure that snaps in one click. There's only two ways. It doesn't, if it doesn't snap, then it's the other way. And then, right. yeah. And it's super easy and it's for high impact um, up to this one fits up to only an H cup, but Listen, we're, we're just starting and this is, yeah, where we are. Only an H cup. Yeah. Oh, I <laughs> um, no, I know. That's another area of like, you know, if you're small around, you know, like a 34 and trying to get like, um, you, you know, your boobs into a, a sports bra is like, I swear to God, I, I pulled my rotator cuff doing it before. Um, so tell us about it. And I know that you did something on TikTok or something like that. That was like, Yeah. Oh my gosh. So this was a fluke, right? Because I was like, I'm not dancing on TikTok. Like this is, I'm too old for it. And I attended a program. It was actually Gary Vaynerchuk's 4D program. And he was like, no, you have to be on it. This is a new marketing channel. And I sat on it too, because I was like, I I don't know that anyone's interested in watching. Anyway, so I just started talking about the problem. And I had full clothes on. It's not that I was bearing my double D chest. I had my muscle tee on and I just followed a trend. At that point, it was last April, May. It was a trend of featuring stock images of senior citizens and old people and their reactions. So I said, this is a reaction I get when I tell people I start a clothing line for women with big boobs. Mm-hmm. And it's, oh, so you're plus size. You're not even that big. Oh, you sell bras. And viral, JJ, viral. Um, 7.6 million views. I grew quickly over 80,000 followers, like literally less than a month. I mean, crazy. And the reaction that I got, everyone's like, wait, that's me. That's me. I finally seen heard. I mean, I finally feel heard um, and seen. So the market is there. I think what did well was not only following the trends, but I talked about something that is quote unquote taboo. You're not supposed to talk about boobs outside of bras, right? Or swimwear. And 
people are like, boo-hoo, you have big boobs, and that's a trend right now. But body trends change. Like, look at 90s heroin chic Kate Moss era, right? To where we are now, and now it's all about Brazilian butt lifts and being curvy in the hips. Anyway, so it changes. Regardless, it shouldn't even be like that. It's like our bodies are our bodies, you know what I mean? And and we should all, everyone should have clothes that fit them no matter what, you know what I mean? Ability to find them somewhere. And so, you know, like body shaming is body shaming if, you know, regardless of if you're curvy or you're skinny with big boobs or heroin chic, because that's like, there's women who are just born like that. You know what I mean? We're all born like that. And like body shaming is body shaming. So, you know, I, I I love that you're Yeah, exactly. And that's what I say. You know what? We're not saying one is better than the other. We're saying, hey, we're left out. Let's create more options for everyone. Right. Exactly. So go back into your like career and how you started. Where were like, how did you get here? Oh, gosh, JJ, I was an investment banker, believe it or not, <laughs> right out of college. And that's where, like I said, I was required to wear these suits, button down the suit jackets that didn't fit me. Right. So I was like, okay. And I really thought I was an anomaly. Until until recently, until the past, I don't know, few years, to be honest, because then I went into fashion. So I started as an assistant buyer. Again, I worked at Victoria's Secret, Prada, Diane von Furstenberg, um, worked my way up from the bottom as an assistant buyer, buyer, you know, so on and so forth. And left as, you know, vice president. And then I was a DMM at ShopBob. And finally, and I still couldn't find clothes that fit me. So I was like, wait a minute, am I the only one? Mm-hmm. I love clothes, but I'm like, am I the only one with this body? And I really thought it was me. I wanted to get a breast reduction up until my early thirties, to be honest. But I was like, that's invasive. And my family wasn't really for it. And long story short, then to when I heard people who do it, they end up having to get fake boobs. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's not, it, it's not like you get them taken down and you still, if you need lift, you need to put silicone in them. So right. it's not a great solution. Right. And most of the reason I felt this way is because of society's perception that over-sexualizing yeah. is slut shaming, right? So, but society shifted too to embrace your body and what we're talking about right yeah. now, whatever your body is. Whatever you want to make, it, it's just be you and be happy and let's have options. Right. So I finally grew into myself, but I said, you know what? I'm going to create a solution and design clothes that fit me. And as I started to do that, so how did I get here? Self-funded, <laughs> self-funded my first two years. And I started with the basics. I was like, okay, what are the styles that I have the most issues finding and wearing? And I, like I said, I don't want to chase trends. I want these everyday pieces. And I launched during COVID, which is crazy. Yeah. So everything shifted. I initially wanted to launch with sports bras that was produced overseas, or I had to because they don't have molded cup machines here in the U.S. So switched to t-shirts and sweatshirts because that's what everybody's was wearing during COVID mm-hmm. and blew up, took off because people were like, wait a minute, I'm living in these. I don't want to look sh- schleppy. I still want to look cute in my size. Yeah. And that's the other thing that I keep saying. I'm like, I don't want to look smaller than I am. I certainly don't want to look bigger than I, I just want to look my size. Like that's it. Right. So when I created this and organically made in the U S people loved it. And that's what started the business. And I said, you know what? I still had sports press and development and other things, but yeah, super focused. And they're like, people are starting to talk about it. Midsize fashion, or bus fashion 
every day I find a new influencer or someone talking about it, other brands are now starting to include it in their lines. Right. Um, not specifically the way I am, but yes, like, you know, making sure that it fits um, other people too. So I think the movement is just waiting to happen. But yeah, I started, JJ, I'm exhausted. I feel like yeah. in the last year, <laughs> I have so many gray hair. So to everyone that's listening, this is not easy. Your heart and soul has to be in it. Um, I think I read somewhere that you quit a 40, 50 hour week job to become an entrepreneur and work 80 to 100 hours for yourself. Yeah, it's it's a full time situation. There's like, no, you have to make yourself, you know, have downtime and create this thing. But look, you're filling a need and you're filling a white space. And obviously, it's working and it's taking off. And, um, you know, so where are you now? So you're three, what this you started your third year, basically? Yes, I'm going into my third year, um, primarily direct to consumer on my website. And we're also sold on Nordstrom.com. Amazing. And then what, how did Nordstrom come into play? Relationships. Um, my background in fashion is also wholesale and retail. So that, and then just having good friends in the industry that made the right introductions. Um, right. And knowing that, and I chose Nordstrom specifically because they're known to be more size inclusive and pioneers in the size inclusivity space. So although it's not the range of size, but cup inclusivity is a new thing. Yeah. So even as you and I, you know, discuss bras, I can't find bras that fit me. I thought I was a 32 double D this entire time. I'm a 28 H cup when I was remeasured properly. I know we have to remeasure you too. Who knows? Right. Like, I went to La Petite Coquette and they, um, they are really good at that. Yeah. So I found out, I thought it was something else too. I can't yeah. even remember what it was. And I walked in, I walked in with a friend going, oh, this is the right place for you to find like a bathing suit. And, and, and the woman came up to me. She was like, we need you, you need a different bra. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> um, yeah. So it's another stat. 80% of women are wearing the wrong bra size. Yeah. Yeah. And it really affects whether or not your boobs are going to sag, regardless of how small you are. Like there's also a misnomer that if you have no boobs that you shouldn't wear a bra, but you should, because they will like, they will sag too, you know, especially if you have kids and you breastfeed and it goes back to normal, like it will. So um, very insightful about bras. Yesterday I did a podcast with, um, you know, period products for like young girls. So (laughs) we're talking all about the lady business. Yes episodes so what do you think that you have done like right what advice would you give to women who want to like do what you're doing or start a company that you're passionate about that like is filling a need that you can't find yourself you know in the market I mean I think there's something to me holding every position so I did my own social media I did my own marketing designing my own product and I'm not saying that's the best thing but understanding what's involved in every aspect of your business, even as you hire a team or agencies or whoever, you know what truly goes into it. And speaking to customers, myself, that one-on-one, which I still do, is crucial. I mean, that's your audience, right? That's your targeting and who's creating your business. So getting their one-on-one feedback, whether it's good or bad, um, is, is crucial. So I think that's what I've done right. Right. But like I said, I'm tired. <laughs> no, of <laughs> and course. I need to yeah. Yes. And build a thing. But Michelle Cordero Grant, who I had on this podcast too recently, 
she said, um, you know, when asking for advice too, now that you're in the point that you're going to start hiring all these people as you're growing, she was like, go like don't hire friends, hire your A team. Like hire, look, if a friend is A team, that's fine. But it's like, you know, sometimes people like hire, oh, well, this is what I need. She's like, hire the best, you know? Um, I love that. And because that can help you hyper grow and succeed and hire, you know, the the capabilities that you can do yourself, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's also taught me like what areas, A, am I interested in versus not? And what am I good at versus not so good at? Yeah. So filling in those voids and without you actually doing it, you won't know. Uh, no, that's true. It does help. It also helps you know if they're doing a good job or a bad job. You know what I'm that's saying? Right. Yeah. Because like somebody could be, I could hire somebody for tech, but like, you know, uh, like I don't know if they're going to be doing a good job or not. You know, that's I can't, right. I don't necessarily know unless I am have like kind of dabbled in it, know what's possible or done my research, et cetera. Um, you know, to figure out if that's like good or, you know, good or bad work in general or how fast or you know, actually how long things can take as well, which is another big issue. It's like, you know, it, does it really take two weeks or does it take like six months or, right. you know, um, those kinds of things. And then so where are you now in fundraising? Are you fundraising if people want to invest? Because obviously there's women out there with this problem who are VCs and angel investors. So, yeah. Yeah. So I'm just starting the process. Um finishing my deck, hopefully imminently in the next two weeks. And my first quarter, um, or who knows how long it'll take, but yes, I'm actively fundraising. Amazing. So one thing that I always ask everybody, I mean, I've always asked you the best advice, but when, um, you know, we're women founders, you know, entrepreneurs, we often get given advice. We're also, we're often given advice that's Mm -hmm. applicable to, one gender and not necessarily us. (laughs) So I ask everyone this so we can learn from it. What is the worst advice you've ever received? Oh gosh. I know as I was thinking about this, I think it was, you know, and it wasn't necessarily this verbatim, but they said, you know, this is so niche what you're trying to do. Like, don't do it. Stay. And I read that as stay small. And I was like, no, why? Because if you look at the research, there's millions of women yeah. that falls into this bucket. So I obviously didn't listen, but now my, I turned that into a different mantra. So now my mantra is, um, it's a need, not a nice to have. You fall into this demographic, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, that was dissuading me from pursuing my dream and the solution, I think was probably the worst advice that I chose not to take. <laughs> but so often, yeah, no, it's true. But you know, there is this, there is an, another trend and thing. It's like, you know, where we're now everywhere, we're, we're trying to be too much to everybody, you should be a lot to a few, you know, and that Agreed. can grow a really, really massive following. And you know, you're first to market in it and you have patents around it. So it's a go in depth with your real customer. And once your real customer finds you, they're going to be loyal. I mean, it's not like, you know, if women have to wear this work uniform, they're wearing it five days a week, right? That's right. And if you have to get it dry clean or, you know, pressed, like you want two weeks worth, you know, for you to be able to have variety as well. So, um, you know, I that is obviously great advice that you did not take. (laughs) Thank you. I know. And you know, it's easy to get discouraged because it's 
from mentors or people that you respect. And quite honestly, what I will also say is it's easier to work for someone else than to work for yourself. You collect the paycheck, you go home, shut it off, nine to five, six, seven, whatever your hours are. But as a founder and a small business owner, you are thinking about it 24 seven. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So you're constantly on. Um, all right. So thank you for coming on here and thank you for sharing all this. And I have a feeling you're going to have a lot more customers when we air, which is great. So everybody who's listening to this and buy something, pass it on and tell all your friends about it. So where can they find you in order to buy all this stuff? Um, on our web- website. So it's perfected with two D's perfectdd.com because I'm a double D and we've perfected all the shirts. You could go on Instagram and find us on TikTok and there are links in our bio for all of that or go to Nordstrom, nordstrom.com and you can find our brands also, although there are select styles there. Amazing. Thank you so much, Alice, for coming on here and sharing uh, your journey and your founder journey and your amazing products and everything that's going on with you. Um, And for everyone listening, thank you for listening to this episode of Taking Care of Lady Business. Until next time, I'm Jennifer Justice.